So you want to be a real estate investor, but where do you start? How do you know what information and sources to trust? That's where I come in. I'm Johnny Catani, and this is the Investor Relations Real Estate Podcast. Hey guys, real quick, before we start, go to investwithkatani.com and download my free ebook, Is Commercial Real Estate Recession Proof? Now to today's show. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Investor Relations Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Katani, and today I'm joined by James Kondasami. James is the CEO of Achievement Investments Group, LLC. His pragmatic skills and solid communication, interpersonal, analytical, and organizational leadership skills as well as his deep-rooted background in real estate investment are what make him unique. James obtained his bachelor's degree in electrical engineering from University of Science, Malaysia, and MBA from University of South Australia. He holds a prestigious CCIM designation as well. With over six years of experience in real estate and with more than four years in multifamily acquisitions and asset management, James complements his ability to draw and drive to offer clients firsthand vertically integrated services in multifamily investment, finding off-market deals, asset construction, and property management. James, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Jonathan, for having me on your show. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Very excited to uh, chat today. Obviously, a a very solid resume, but let's kind of jump to the beginning. You started, uh, well, graduated electrical engineering, then got an MBA. So kind of talk about what led you to real estate. What led me to real estate? Nothing else worked for me stock didn't work (laughs) um yeah stock didn't work uh, and you know i mean i i do not know about bonds so i only know a few investment uh, asset class uh, but we realized real estate is a bit slow and steady so it gives us uh, you know some time to really um not uh, jump into the uh, you know volatility that you see in the stock market right at the same time uh, you're able to control uh, real estate investment. So that's what makes uh, real estate uh, a good fit for us. Makes perfect sense. Did you kind of have that sense of finding something after you graduated from college or did you plan on going full steam into uh, engineering? No, we were, I mean, sometimes when you are young, you wouldn't know what you're going to do, right? I mean, we were all thought to be, you know, get into a, a safe job, right? So. So yeah, I was doing engineering uh, in uh, semiconductor companies uh, for past 22 years. And uh, halfway through, uh, I realized that, you know, I need to have a second source of income. And when I do that is when I was looking for a different option of investment. So real estate was the second source of income you know, trial, I guess, and it worked out pretty well. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, that, I mean, makes perfect sense, right? The- mm-hmm. The yep. smart ones understand uh, the, the power of passive real estate. That's really how we build our wealth. So let's kind of jump into it now. Um, we uh-huh. kind of alluded to it in the intro. You guys have a very um, unique off-market strategy that you use to find deals. So kind of touch on you know how that came to be and, and what that looks like for you guys. Yeah, I mean, so when we started, we were, you know, market is, has been, you know, if you, if you think the market is hot right now, and I'll go back to 2015 and market is still hot at that time, right? So it has been hot for the past uh, 10 years, right? So, you know, to get started in this deal, you now we use different kind of off-market strategy in the beginning, such as a cold calling, 
tax blasting, uh, you know, uh, yellow letter marketing and all that. And the first two deals is where we found, you know, using off-market direct strategy, right? And of course, I mean, broker relationship works after that, right? Once you build your credibility or buy your first deal, now comes the broker relationship. And um, that's uh, that's where we have been doing right now because you, know, you can't do off-market for it, larger deals. You, know, you can do for smaller deals to get started. But once you get started, once you go above 150 units, you know, brokers you know, come to the uh, prime spot, I guess, as the main way to find deals. So that's that's what are some of the things that we used or are using right now to find deals. Okay, and then are you guys also using uh, like mailers and, and kind of some of that stuff as well? Yeah, yeah, you call it yellow letter marketing, the one I mentioned in the beginning, yes. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. So I haven't heard too many people using that strategy. So kind of talk about, you know, how it works for you guys and, and why you continue to use it. Um. Yeah, it worked pretty well because we bought like two deals in the beginning. Uh, we're almost, uh, what, uh, maybe $10 million deal. Let me think. It's 1.5 plus 6 million. So, yes, almost like $8 million at that time, right? Now, so that's, that's a you know, big deal that we bought, right? Using yellow letter marketing, right? Which a lot of people in single family guys or wholesalers uses it, right? So, um, as I said, you know, it has been doing very well for us in the beginning, but now we are no more using that. We're using more of a broker relationship right now. Okay. And what, what, um, in terms of what markets you get into and things like that, what, what do you guys look for? What kind of economic indicators and things, uh, really drive your, your strategy? Yeah, we don't go for all kinds of markets. We only focus on, uh, our backyard, which is Texas, uh, specifically central Texas, which is Austin and San Antonio. So. Yeah, I don't believe in going everywhere in the market. Those who goes everywhere probably, you know, uh, do not know <laughs> the power of, uh, you know, investing in, in a few market because nowadays deals are hard to find. You, know? you can't go everywhere and try to find deals. It's, it's all true relationship. And it's good to focus on a few market that you really know well and you know the broker well so that you can make uh, numbers work nowadays. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, and that's why, you know, I was kind of mentioning off camera why I primarily focus on the capital raising side, because that allows me to leverage, you know, skilled operators like yourselves and get into those markets without having to, you know, form all those relationships and things like that. So kind of mm-hmm. talk about, you know, obviously you've been in these markets. I'm sure you've seen a ton of change. Um, are you guys vertically integrated and kind of talk about that um, process for you guys? Yeah, yeah, we have vertically we have property management, asset management, construction. So we have like almost fifty people working for us right now with eight corporate staff. So um, yeah, the process is we handle A to Z. Was that your strategy all along, or did that just all along? Through? Yes, yeah, from day one because we do the difficult deals. We don't do the easy ones where you can use a third party property management. We do we do deep value adds which is difficult deals uh, to turn around. So we need very strong, tight need uh, uh, control over deals, right? So yeah, we wanted to be vertically integrated from day one and we will be for the foreseeable future. Makes perfect sense. So you guys are into like the very heavy lifts, like mm-hmm. C yeah. minus D, bring it back up to like a right. B. Well, it's a B before it becomes a B, right? So it's probably right. That's fair. Now one from C, we move to B plus kind of thing. Okay. Makes perfect sense. And that, that helps obviously having that, that Mm -hmm. integration there as well. So kind of talk about 
what you've seen in the market and what you continue to see as far as, you know, what the future may hold for, for these primary markets? Yeah. So we are in uh, what a Q2 2022, right? Uh, where the interest rate is going up. So what I'm seeing the market is stabilizing right now, even in Texas. Price are still going up, but it's uh, I think it's just going to be, you know, a lot of buyers are a bit worried about interest rate going up uh, because now you have to underwrite with that, you know, additional percentage point of interest rate going up. Um, so I think market is going to, I wouldn't say slow down, I would say stabilizing. Um, and um, I think that's what's going to continue for next three or four months. Um, until, uh, and it all depends on where the interest rate goes, right? Um, and what is the message the Fed is basically giving to everyone? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely kind of uh, still up in the air in terms of where things are headed. But like you mentioned, starting to see some indicators um, going off in terms of, you know, kind of mellowing out, at least for now, you know, obviously interest rates are a big part of that. So what are some of the strategies you guys are utilizing? Are you looking to exit deals? Are you, you know, refinancing? What are some of the things you're doing as as uh, we're seeing a shift here? We're doing a lot. Uh, we're trying to buy. We're aggressively underwriting. I mean, uh, we bought like 600 units uh, end of last year, right? Uh, which is last quarter. And um, sorry, I mean, in, in, uh, in Q2, right? Yeah, in Q4 of last year, we bought like 600 units. We are still underwriting deals. We are selling like thousand units right now. It's a really good time to sell, and that property is it's uh, due for sale anyway. And uh, we are also doing ground up construction, so we're doing multiple uh, things at one time. Wow, keeps you guys busy, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah. with your ground up, are the is this still going to be in the multifamily? Yeah, we are ground up multifamily. Yes. Awesome. And, and talk about what, what it is you look for there. Obviously, you know, not a, it's a heavy lift in terms of you're literally doing all the construction, but mm -hmm. you know, a little bit different than what, what you guys are used to. So kind of talk about some of those things. Yeah, it's a, it's a new division for us. So it's a lot of learning, right? So, but, you know, um, we are using all our own money. We're not even, any, even using investors' money. Right. So wow. for, a, for a beginning part. Right. So to kickstart because it's risky. Right. Uh, compared to existing asset is pretty, you know, less risk, you know, more cash flow kind of thing. Here's high risk, you know, high appreciation, but uh, it's a risky thing. So we're not really touching investors yet. Maybe in the future we will, but not yet. Uh, but we're doing a lot of ground up construction, almost thousand units right now on ground up construction. Wow. Yeah. So are you guys, so what did it look like in terms of, you know, gauging the price for like lumber and different materials? Because obviously those are kind of fluctuating. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it goes up and down very volatile, right? So um, yeah, we have to find a contractor which has some kind of like GMP pricing, like guaranteed maximum pricing, which is, you know, able to predict some of the uh, lumber volatility. The good thing about what is happening is like, you know, the lumber came down. From one month ago, you know, almost forty percent it dropped uh, because the interest rate going up. Everybody predicting the house builders will not be building house, building houses. So that's the good part about it. Hopefully, it stays low, lower. I would say. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I second that for sure because we need it, right? I mean, there's a, there's a huge undersupply everywhere in the market. So do you think that building will slow down because interest rates are going up? I think single family, yes, but not multifamily. Yeah, I agree. And so that will then directly allow these multifamily prices and things to stay stabilized. stabilized. Yeah. Yep. yeah, or stabilize or come down. I think construction costs are going to come down in the next three or four months. Awesome. That's great to hear. And, and in terms of the permitting and things like that, um, from speaking to other people in those markets, it can take a while. What, yeah. What's your guys' experience been like? Uh, it is taking a long time. It's like you know, almost a year to get permits and all that. So that's normal. That's normal in construction. Okay, so you guys were were anticipating that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah. If you're not in that business, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> if you're not used to that kind of uh, long time, right? So. Yeah, make, makes perfect sense. And and you mentioned that you didn't bring in investors. Do you plan to at any stage or is this- Possibly in the future, yes, but not at this stage. This stage is very high risk. So we don't usually bring investors. Awesome, that makes perfect sense. So on, on the investor side of things, you know, how is it that you're kind of maintaining those relationships? Are you just, you're just bringing them in for the big value adds? You know, mm -hmm. how do you kind of keep that separate? Uh, it's not separate. It's all me. We raise all the money. We do. We are one-stop shop. There's no one neck to choke. There's not many GPs, and uh, we all our, we have like almost uh, half a billion dollars in assets. Uh, almost like you know, 70, 80 percent of it is all only one GP. Right. That is me. Right. So we're able to raise. We're able to operate. We're able to do asset management. Everything in house ourselves. And what's been really the driving force behind your guys' growth? Uh, hard work and persistence. That's it. <laughs> no secret. No secret. There's nothing. I don't know why people say there's secrets everywhere. There's no real secrets, right? It's just hard work and persistence. And of course, I mean, in short, it's a greed, right? Uh, you know, you want to succeed and you want to be different from people too. Right? If you do the same thing over and over again and trying to be ahead of others, uh, it's going to be... It's not going to work, right? You have to do things differently. Yeah, makes perfect sense, especially in those markets. You know, obviously a lot of competition in those markets, so it's very important to kind of keep those relationships and everything mm -hmm. maintained. Absolutely, absolutely. Makes perfect sense. So obviously another big uh, part of your guys' thing is you're big on philanthropy. So kind of talk about, you know, how that came to be and, and what you guys mm -hmm. do in, in that uh, department. Yeah, we have a 501c3 nonprofit called Achieve Cares. And, uh, you know, ultimately, we want to really grow that huge, right, uh, by channeling, you know, quite amount of profit that we get from our multifamily to that. So basically, that takes care of, that takes, uh, you know, it's primarily focusing on education for the orphans in the third world country, like India, Africa, Mexico, and all that. I think we think we can make the biggest impact there. And uh, we are trying to do a lot more related to children's education. And and what was it about that 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 made you want to uh, you know focus your your philanthropy philanthropic efforts there? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's just education itself, right? I think you know giving someone education is a you know way out of poverty and 
you know, it helped them, right? I mean, it helps me, it helped me when I was young, you know, uh, a family, nobody had been to college. So, but I was, I came to college and I'm successful. So, and uh, I realized that somebody mentioned when I was young, you know, education is the only way to be out of poverty, right? And I never understood that until uh, it happened to me, right? So now I believe in it and uh, uh, we want to we wanna contribute that to other uh, orphans uh, who need help, uh, you know, coming out from their, their you know, whatever, whatever state they are in, in terms of their life. Awesome. I love that so much. Anytime you can give back, that's really what this mm-hmm. is all about, right? Kind of that full circle in the mm-hmm. beginning, you know, kind of build, and then you're able to give back. For me, it's mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm a big advocate for. So anytime I find someone who also has, has that side of things, it's, it's, uh, it's really awesome to see. So really love to hear that. Are there any other strategies, anything else, you know, obviously we talked about, there's no real secrets, but anything else you guys, you know, utilize in terms of, um, you know, either finding deals, acquiring deals uh, in those markets? Um, no, I think I've shared uh, all of it uh, here. Of course, there's a lot of nuances, right? I mean, you can't cover all that in a podcast. Right? Talk to me about how you guys use the Burr strategy in commercial real estate. Well, it's where we buy deep value ads, deep value ad where we are able to, you know, buy at the same time, similar to houses, we buy it, we remodel it, we refinance it and keep, keep it for five years. Right? So we have done that a few times, um, you know, uh, in, um, in our deals, right? So, and one other thing that I know, I, I just remembered is make sure that you get a mentor. Right, mentors can give you a lot of shortcuts uh, in life, right? And we had really good mentors in our life. Uh, we have like five to six mentors. We have spent like almost two hundred thousand in our education, you know. So, just getting mentors to coach you and that takes you, you know, very quickly from where you are. I mean, provided you also respond to it, right? Sometimes people get mentor and they don't do their work and they blame the mentor, right? So. It need to be a mentor is probably going to do like 20% of the work, 80% still comes from the mentee, right? So whoever said I did mentorship, I paid for this guy, it didn't work out, it's probably you have to look at themselves. Uh, because you know, I have students you now, yeah. I mean, there are a small number of students will really break out and to be very successful, but but I give my you know my effort equally to everyone, I give my time equally to everyone. But there's some students will really, really break out because they have that the other 80% mindset, persistence, greed, and all that, right? So, but you need still need a mentor to help them break out. But um, I can see that you know people who really wanna really break out from their life, uh, from whatever situation they are, you know, really make it through with their burning desire. Absolutely, yeah, you nailed it right on the head, and that's what's propelled me. Is is I joined a mentor group, same thing invested in myself, continue to as well. And what what a significant difference, right? In terms of your growth, mm-hmm. it's just going to be exponential, right? Especially if you want it, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. And, you know, you kind of mentioned some people blame the mentor. Listen, if that mentor is, if there's successful people coming out of their group, mm-hmm. then it's very clear it's not, it's not the mentor's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So as a mentor, are you able to pretty quickly see who's, you know, going to be successful and who's not, or is, 
you know, are you sometimes surprised? You know, kind of talk about some of those things. It takes time to know someone's uh, greed, right? Uh, you wouldn't know in the beginning. Everybody you want to join mentorship program. Yeah, I want to change my life. Yeah. My parents are poor. Yeah, I want to be a second source of income. Yeah, I want to help my wife. It's very difficult to really know in the beginning who is really, really wants it, right? Uh, you know, it takes like six, seven months to see who's like doing their homework, who's doing extra work, who's doing what we have told them to do. And sometimes it may take two years. Some, some guys, you know, will do whatever we say. It takes two years for them to really find a really good deal and do a deal, but that's okay. You know, at least they came out of it, right? The worst guys are the guys who who said all the right things in the beginning when they join and they never do any work, right? And I can see that a lot of them, right? So they say, I say, go and do underwriting. And how many underwriting you did this month, this week? Zero, one. And there's another guy who's doing like seven, eight underwriting, right? So you can see completely see a different effort level that they're putting. And, um, and uh, yeah, as I said, you know, you wouldn't be able to know immediately. It takes like six to eight months, sometimes a year to see who really who's really doing that work to, you know, to break out, right? So. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. And this is a perfect segue. Um, so I have five questions at the end that I ask all of my guests. It's the final five. Yeah. Uh, the first question, what's the best advice you've gotten from a mentor? Mm, best advice. Uh, it's all about mindset. That's the best advice. I love that. So true. What is it about your career that makes you feel like you're fulfilling your why? Uh, we are giving back right now with uh, 330 kids right now. We're sponsoring the education every month. So we are giving back and we have a much larger goal to give back as well. Awesome. I love that. What's your favorite non-real estate or investment related book? Uh, Think and Grow Rich. Nice. Love it. Great book. Mm -hmm. uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? <laughs> superpower uh we probably have an eye to find good deals and turn around uh difficult deals quickly that's all awesome. it it's a great one yeah someone said underwriting uh -huh. so yeah so, i love when people want their superpower to be related to the industry it's the best yeah uh, and last one what's the best way for people to get a hold of you and learn more yeah, my website, Achieve Investment Group, A-C-H-I-E-V-E, achieveinvestmentgroup.com. Uh, if you want to come there, you can click on uh, invest with us or, you know, just join my email list. Uh, my email is james at achieveinvestmentgroup.com. Um, our academy is Achieve Academy, achieve-academy.net. That's our mentoring program. We have, uh, yeah, these are the two big sites. I think you can come and uh, get me and make sure that, you get my book, uh, Passive Investing in Commercial Real Estate. Passive Investing in Commercial Real Estate. That's the first passive investors book that came out like three or four years ago. A lot of people know me by that book. And, uh, you, know, it's, you know, it's a bestseller in, in Amazon. It's top 15 real estate book by Jim Cramer, The Street. And uh, I'm also going to be launching another two more books soon. Awesome. Look forward to that. We will link the website. Um, does your book have a, a specific landing page that you want you want to share? Yeah, out? you can go to Amazon and look for it, Passive Investing Commercial Real Estate, or you can get of the free book. I mean, the same book, but uh, I think you have to pay like $4 something for shipping. Uh, if you go to this website, uh, PassiveInvestingInRealEstate.com, PassiveInvestingInRealEstate.com. Yeah, you can get that book for, for free. It's a physical book. It's $20 in Amazon. You go to this website, you get it for like $4. Perfect. We'll link, 
We'll link that in the show notes. James, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, Jonathan. Nice chatting with you and your audience. Likewise. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Listen, guys, I know it's cliche, but please don't forget to like, subscribe. Please leave a review. Would love to know what you guys think of the episodes. And while you're here still listening, don't forget to go to investwithkatani.com and download my free ebook, Is Commercial Real Estate Recession Proof? Thanks so much.